Hello and welcome to the very first episode of this special podcast series, Other Words Fail Me. My name is Ella and today I have a really hilarious conversation for you with one of my dearest friends, Gabby Tind. Today we talk all about their journey into drag, into being a phenomenal drag performer and how powerful that performance can be. We also talk about haircuts actually and and the transformative effect that that has and you know claiming your identity and creating yourself visually uh, after a really really difficult time so have a listen i hope you laugh along with us we had so much fun recording this thank you for listening and enjoy hi gabby hello ella how are you doing i'm good thank you how are you i'm great thank you for coming on my thank podcast. you for coming on your <laughs> podcast you, you came here <laughs> A bit of background information. Me and Gabby met on the internet. We did. On Twitter. The best friends. Yeah. Ever. How did we meet? Do you remember? You tweeted at me. I did. <laughs> a few this times. Years ago. <laughs> we, we... I was really trying to be your friend. I just thought you were very cool. And, and look at like, us now. I need to be friends with this person. Funny enough, I actually... Did my, it was my ex who actually showed me your Spotify and was like... Really? Yeah, Leona. <gasps> Mm-hmm. oh my god of course yes and she was like you need to follow this person like she's so cool and stuff and then i was like oh, i'm gonna one-up you <laughs> i'm gonna become her friend <laughs> and here we are all those years later yeah we became internet friends we sort of grew up in a similar part of uh-huh. like london great london and i think it was because we had similar music taste great taste great taste that's the genre great taste great taste both libras yeah and also just very wholesome and good vibes. We beautiful, were always... Beautiful people that have been through a lot of bullshit. A lot of trauma. <laughs> a lot of shared trauma. A lot of trauma bonding in this friendship. <laughs> um, so yeah, tell us about yourself. You're an amazing performer and I want to hear all about it. So yes, hello, I'm Gabby, uh, the creator behind Poor Bollywood. Poor Bollywood is my drag king name. Um, I've been performing for about... A, it's kind of... It's, half a year now mm. and it feels like longer it feels like a lot longer you're a pro already oh thank you very much um it was something i started to do when i just wanted to feel more connected to my body being someone who's non-binary i've always had problems with having boobs mm-hmm. so i thought okay how can i be okay with this <laughs> i know i would just share them with the whole of east london they're great boobs <laughs> thank you very much and that's why i started doing drag just to feel more comfortable in my body um and just feel more sexy mm. and it, it's it's paid off because i feel both things when i perform which is great and mm. everyone's been super lovely about it and started a little collective of my own now which is great mm. and i think the next step in my drag journey amazing mm-hmm. and was when you decided to go into it was it like a wake up in the middle of the night i've had this eureka moment or was it something that you've been considering in like planning or researching for a while like what what was it about drag that made you on, on do it. Yeah, honestly, I am someone, classic Libra, who talks a lot and hardly, <laughs> hardly ever delivers on it. But drag is one thing that I've been, I was talking about for like nearly a year, being like, oh, I, I want to do drag at some point. I used to go to a lot of drag shows and it was the way I felt most connected mm. to my community. If, this is before I lived in East London when I lived West. Mm. And I was just... I was a part of the community from afar. So mm. I would go to these shows and I'd be like, wow, it's so cool that they get to do this. It's just so lovely. And I was like, I, I would love to have done, mm. done this. And 
so yeah, so when the opportunity came, my friend Danny Spooner was having a fundraiser for their top surgery and they were like, would you like to do a performance? Just, you know, it doesn't have to be good. Like you just can just rock up and do it. Can you come and do a really average performance? Yeah, just (laughs) rock up kind of thing. And I was like terrified at the idea of actually now having to do it. That's such a, like, by the way, come and do this this performance at an event. It's because I told them so many times. So they were like, okay, now you have the platform Mm. and they're an incredible performer themselves. So I was like, okay, I want to do them proud. So I I really did just like, I was like, I'm going to put my all in it. I'm going to, I'm going to just have fun with it. Mm. And so I, I, I did that performance and everyone loved it and I loved it. And I... Were you surprised at how much you loved it? No. You knew it was... <laughs> I love attention. <laughs> I love attention so much. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. This is so natural. It comes to me so naturally. Yeah. Um, but no, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. And then it was from the back of that, then other people started getting in contact. were like, oh, would you like to perform for us? And mm. here we go. It's such a weird feeling when you perform for the first time. And like, there's definitely part of it that's like, yeah, ego. This feels fucking great. Oh my God. Um, how how did you How did you feel when you had all of this, like adoration and, and love from people who were who were like bigging you up because it's a re- it's a really uncomfortable feeling sometimes it is really uncomfortable and uh, you know before we started doing this podcast I said how weird it is now when people do come up to me because mm. that part of the thing I don't enjoy mm. <laughs> I get really anxious and nervous about it but when I'm on stage it's completely different I'm so nervous until I get onto stage yeah. and then I'm just in my element I yeah. absolutely love it mm. one thing I actually had to stop doing was I noticed that when I'd watch videos back I would be laughing and smiling the whole time. <laughs> because you were I, out of character. I would be out of character because I'd just be having such a good time on stage that I actually would be breaking character constantly. Mm. But I also love that. And then, yeah, so now I'm, I'm trying to stay more in character but at the same time enjoy it. But no, mm. I love being on stage. I love watching people enjoy what I'm doing. Mm. I also love just watching people watch me strip. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell not? It's a great feeling. It is a great feeling. It makes you feel really good about yourself. And I think, like I said, as someone who's non-binary and, and, you know, not skinny, I think it's nice to have, like, people come up to me afterwards and be like, thank you for, like, representing different kind of bodies. Mm. Um, I also had people come up to me and say that, like, it's really nice to see someone who's non-binary, masked, but has big boobs and is just flaunting it rather than just, like, you know hiding it away kind of thing which obviously everyone has their own issues around boobs and that's absolutely fine but mm. it's nice to to have that recognition from the community yeah and it's i think as like people love to categorize to help them make sense of the world and to make sense of themselves and what's around them but that can be so damaging when you label even if you're doing it in like a embracing and loving way in your uh-huh. community but i think seeing someone like ignore all of those Bound, even if it is like this is a liberal category and I'm going to categorize you into whatever being able to just throw that all in the bin and yeah. just do you yeah and I it's also, really empowering to see thank you I also thought it was really nice because I I didn't see a lot of South Asian doing drag I've never you're the first South Asian drag uh, act I've ever seen yeah see and, and it's crazy because now like I think through like me doing this drag you might have seen those other mm. other performers but I, I always thought I was like damn especially with drag kings I never saw South Asian drag kings I, mm. I'd only seen like one other and I was like it's crazy to me that we're not doing this why aren't we doing this and I thought I think it is just because of lack of representation and it's nice to be able to like do that and now see that there's other 
other drag kings you know from the south asian community coming forward and i'm like this is great we should be taking up space so this yeah. is good yeah people love it people want it when i've been to your events it's it's like such a joyful evening and it's so entertaining and like I always leave with like my face hurts from smiling oh, and laughing that. so much and just just feeling great and it's such a powerful thing to be able to transfer all yeah. of that energy onto a crowd and Thank like you. yeah it makes everyone feel amazing about themselves that's all all I wanted to do like I I don't really do political drag I'll be honest mm. I I just honestly want people to have a nice wholesome fun time when they come mm. Um, and just enjoy it and leave being like, yeah, I had a really nice night tonight. Mm. And if that's getting delivered, I'm really, I'm really glad. Yeah. Oh my God, it is. Absolutely. Did you, when you first decided to do it, did you have, like, did Paul Bollywood, was that such a clear character in your, in your head? Did you, like, did it take you a while to thrash it out and build that character? Because I think a lot of the time, and I certainly struggle with it sometimes as as an artist, I hate saying that. You are an artist. I am an artist. And a very good one. But it makes me feel a bit sick to be like, I'm an artist. Anyway, when, and I'm like, what does what am I putting out there? How does that represent me? And for mm. such a long time, I didn't think that I could deliver like my own personality through it. Because like, I was trying to be like mysterious uh-huh. and like, just <laughs> shy. Yeah, and be like, oh, I can't give anything away, but that's not. I just write poetry. I just write poetry and in I a dark smoke room. my cigarette. Exactly. <laughs> but that's not who I am. Like, I'm no, fairly loud. Not. Like, I think I'm a fun person. Like, I definitely... You're a great person. Thank you. You're very fun. But it took me, like, four or five years to realise that I could just present that definitely. in my music, and that's fine. Yeah. And it doesn't make me less, like, cool or interesting. I literally feel the same, and it's funny because I've had people be like, uh, is Paul Bollywood just you? You're just... Like, mm. there is no there is no difference. And there isn't any. Like, I didn't want to build a character around Paul Bollywood. Mm. The only thing I think that is different from me and Paul Bollywood is that I draw on a moustache. That's mm. literally the only difference. Like, and I think that's why I have so much fun with it because I'm not trying to be someone else on stage. It's literally just me. Mm. And I have... And I mean, if you, even if you see my Instagram, like most of the pictures are just me yeah. <laughs> posing. And that's only because I'm just, yeah, I just like being on stage and having fun. So that's what I do. And I, I'm not trying to be this like, you know, super sexy drag king. I just am. I just, I just am really sexy and I just I'm just doing a public service I literally am I really am that's amazing I should definitely be charging more you should you should I've also have I've also had a lot of negative feedback as well yeah like for on the back on the back of drag mm. so I did this thing on Instagram where I was like oh yeah, people can ask me questions anonymously and I had a lot of like positive messages mm. but I was getting a lot of negative messages as well mm. people being like don't you feel like you're um letting the south asian community down by becoming a drag king don't you think this is awful you're saying that you're like because i always say like one of the things i say is like, oh i'm like the king of punjab you know just yeah part of the character and people were like you don't represent punjab this isn't what, what punjabis are about and i was like where is it and they really got to me i got I like i got really upset about it and mm. i was thinking are these like people following me and just to like yeah because I was gonna things? say if they're following you and they're clearly interested in what you're doing and they want to see you do yeah. it and obviously like we can't you can't always have glowing and it, like good criticism is important but if they're just being inflammatory and, yeah. and like quite rude and disrespectful what are they hoping to achieve out of that exactly it really threw me and I actually stopped doing drag for a bit I, I, I didn't do drag for that for like about a month and a half after that because I got really in my head about it mm. um 
you know, it's not nice having messages about like, oh, don't you think you're letting your family down? I was like, what the fuck? Who, did my mum find this? <laughs> <laughs> Who paid you to say yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. did, did she get to you? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's quite, I, it must be quite, whether or not you agree with it, it's just a, a huge, like, cultural fucking rock for someone to throw at you to yeah, say this is weird, and you're also not claiming to represent the Punjabi community you're not obviously it's all tongue in cheek you're not exactly the but king the of thing, the it's like but that's the thing like it's like if you go to a play you're not going to be then going up to those people and being like you don't represent this play it's just weird because yeah. I think people with drag I think it just comes from homophobia right isn't it yeah. and it's people yeah. just don't understand it and they don't really get it yeah and then they just yeah, lash out, but yeah, and it's a, it's such a funny thing when you're in when you like exist and operate in such a supportive community where you live, who you work with, who you hang out with, the people that are important to you. That is the best kind of bubble, and the whole world should be that bubble. But when you come into contact suddenly with people that aren't like that and that are, I don't know, bitter and homophobic, and yeah. it's such a horrible realization to think, oh fuck, you do still exist. I think I'm really lucky. I have found now, like I've accumulated a really good community around me. Mm. Friends who have been nothing but supportive will come to every show, mm. you know, including yourself as well. But it's like, I have been through those parts in my life where I had friends when that I look back and I'm like, if they were still in my life and I was doing drag now, they would be looking down on it. Mm. And I think having people who support you with whatever you want to do that makes you happy is so important to have and I know that like obviously that's just a cliche like everyone knows that but it's actually it is a cliche, so but important it's so important and it's and when you have it you think of course but until you find those people it is so hard to, you can never imagine what it would be like to have that support until you have it yeah I never thought I'd have friends who celebrate me the way they do like I have never felt so loved mm. that I do now mm. and that's taken a lot of years in the making but we've got there yeah we have got there we're here yeah that's amazing. It's beautiful. And as we both know, we've had a yeah. quite a hard year last year. Yeah. Was really it last hard. year or was it the year before? I think it was the year before. It was the year last before. year was still really last hard. Last year was hard, but last year was year like before, slightly better. Oh, damn. Yeah. God, it had us by the neck. It really <laughs> did. How much did that time in your life play into like and the difficulties that you were facing and like the 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 abuse and the trauma yeah. that was being inflicted upon you? How much was that in your mind when you were thinking about starting drag honestly it was probably one of the biggest reasons why as well like jokes aside yeah of course I love performing and stuff but I think one of the main things was I felt so shit after that relationship ending and some friendships ending on the back of that Mm. um and I just was like what am I doing like I'm just living for other people all the time and then it still doesn't work out the way you want it to yeah and when you're like why why am I doing this is it worth exactly it? yeah like I was like I'm trying to morph myself into the the person that these people want and I'm not happy and they still aren't happy so what am I achieving so it was on the back of that that I you know cut all my hair off mm. do you remember when I had a bob I do Ooh. I know <laughs> so sickening I saw a picture today and I was like who's that literally do I know that so person? <laughs> sickening how did I get laid <laughs> whereas now like honestly as soon as I cut my hair I just felt Did you so felt, much feel more like yourself. Oh my god, I've never looked more like myself, and I think that was the awakening of everything about actually feeling mm. confident and loving yourself the mm. most. Like, 
Was it in, was it like instantaneous as the length were chopped off? You you suddenly recognised yourself for the yeah, first time. I mean, it took a few haircuts because yeah. remember we started off with the mullet. And yeah, that was we were still going through it. I think I think you rocked that personally. <laughs> I think I was still going through. it. I look back at that and I'm like, how was Baby I doing steps? This? But yeah. you, there were a few haircuts, but they were all in like two or three weeks of each other, right? Yeah, and I think it was also. Do you know what the funniest thing is to me is like how much people recognise how happy you are from when you when you're feeling happy from within i've had people honestly people i don't even talk to mm. all the time like on my instagram message me and be like i can just tell you're really happy and feeling yourself now and i'm like yeah i am i like, am i feel really really like myself and i like myself and i want to give myself the love that i normally will put into other people mm. and i think that is what also wanted like you know help me create poor bollywood help me create this like you know, place where I could do drag and enjoy myself with it because now I actually feel confident within myself. When people get in touch with you and they say, I can I can just see through like social media that you are feeling yourself and that you are yourself and that you're just radiating this happiness. Yeah. How how does that make you feel when you, when you get that? It feels nice because it's, it's actually a reality now mm. for ex- for example like before people i've always been seen as this like happy funny person and stuff and it's not always been the reality of things mm, that's what you present to the world exactly um so if now when people say it i actually can't say oh thank you and actually mean it because it is coming from within obviously yeah. i'm not saying i'm i just don't get sad anymore <laughs> but it's one of those things where like i just feel so much more happiness within myself and who i am mm. And where I am and with the people I surround myself with now that mm. I have a lot to be proud of now. Mm. So when people recognise that, I'm like, yeah, thanks. I actually do feel those things. So yeah. I'm glad that's showing. It can be really hard. That's what I've struggled with and I'm trying to work through at the moment. Like when people do give you those really lovely comments and people are nice, like for such a long time, I they would do that and I would just, I wouldn't feel, I would just feel mm. numb. I wouldn't feel it. And they'd be like, yeah, like, I really like what you're doing. or I really love this song. And I would just, I would always think, you just being nice. Like, yeah. do you really mean it? Uh-huh. Like, what's what's your motivation? And that's all because of trauma. Yeah, um, of course. But it's so nice when, like, some people. I think people that I trust and I know say something, and it really hits me deeply. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, there's this thing going on inside me that I'm working on, and I'm trying to grow from and work out. And I haven't told anyone about it. It's just me and my brain that knows this, but you can see it. Yeah. And that's like. When people can like see into your soul, yeah, definitely, and that's that's when it hits me when yeah. they when like as you say when you're feeling it and you know it and you are so confident in that fact and then somebody else just reminds you that they can see it too. I've actually seen that in you like recently. Every time I've been like, oh, I really like what you've done here and stuff. You've been very like, yeah, I know. I I really did a good job there. I smashed it, and I love that. I love that so much because I'm like. <laughs> To me, I'm like, I don't think we talk about ourselves in a in a, a nice way as much as we talk about other people. Oh, like, no. We all. never really, we're always just, oh, I don't know. I thought, we. I think like society has literally, literally basically told us to act that way, to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I think I could have done a better job on this and try and see the negative in it. But mm. it's so refreshing and nice to hear when, when you're like, yeah, I think I really did a good job there. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you did. And it's good yeah. to hear that. I, I used to think if I say that, if I like accept the compliment, then I'm a massive egotist. I'm so arrogant. Like no. I have to, I have to say thank you, but like yeah. I could do better this time. Or maybe like that vocal was a bit pitchy or maybe, oh, I didn't organize that show very well. Such a British thing to do, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like I know when I, when I'm like, thank you. 
I know I work really hard. Yeah. And now I don't feel arrogant. Yeah. I'm just recognising... Because I've put in so much work, as you do, we all put so much work in. The creative endeavours that we pursue that make us feel good and fill mm-hmm. us up from the inside out, so much work goes into that no one ever sees. Do you know how many times I get off stage and I'm like, yeah, smash that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I know, I did a great job. Yeah. People used to say, oh, do you, like, oh, how did the show go? Are you feeling a bit nervous? And I'm like, no, I've, <laughs> I've rehearsed. I'm going to smash it. Like, yeah. I'm a really good live performer. Yeah, I'm going to do great. And I love that. And I think we need to do that just, we need to do that more. We do. We really need to do that more. Yeah. That's one thing I've like also like told my girlfriend to do, like as, as an illustrator, she's, she will pick parts of her illustration, like, oh, but I've also seen that with her. Like she's been, she's like, no, yeah, I've done really well here. Mm. It's nice to see when people do that. It's something that is really easy to lose track of. In, in my experience with music and in any other, anything that you're yeah. doing creatively, you do it because you, and there's a really amazing David uh, Bowie interview where he's saying like, don't forget the reason that you started doing yeah. it. It's because there was something within you that you felt you had to share with the world. And even if like, I didn't quite realize that when I was like, what 15 or 16 and writing songs I clearly thought I had to say something yeah but you so quickly get into like this really consumerist culture where you are a product mm-hmm. and you're doing things to please people and to get approval which is which is part of it too as a massive people pleaser I'm like how can I make you happy Libra. but it's so grounding to work out or to remember and come back to why you did it in the first place and I think often that when you come back to that place that's when you do your best work Agreed. And it's also, having that also just keeps you aligned with like what makes you happy. For example, I haven't been doing a lot of drag shows recently and that's mainly been because I always said to myself that I'm going to do it until it's fun, mm. but it's not. I don't want it to become work. Yeah. Personally, obviously for myself, like I'm not trying to be a drag king professionally. Mm. So when I was getting a lot of people requesting me to do their shows, I felt like I was being really mean and letting people down by just saying no. Like, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to do this and stuff. And mm. I actually had a lot of people on the drag scene who were like, oh, why, why wouldn't you want to do my show? Mm. And I was just like... It's not I, personal, babe. Exactly, it's not personal. I just, I've got to look out for myself first. Yeah, I but want those, this to those be are your fun. boundaries and you're yeah. reminding people of those. And that's, everyone's like, you're so lucky I've given you this opportunity. Yeah. How could yeah. you turn it down? Don't need it, mate. I, I, I pride on myself on the fact that like I, I now know how to set boundaries for myself mm. and I think I've been good with that with Dragon. I think that's why it's been fun for me because I will, I will do a couple of shows and I'll have a lot of fun with it and then I'll be like, okay, well mm. now I, I know that I don't need to just be doing shows for the sake of doing shows just for the sake of the applause. Like I will do it when I feel ready to do yeah. it. Yeah, and your performance will always be so much stronger when you do that. Yeah. And like, you're not like pushing yourself just to like fill up slots in your calendar and like yeah. do events and get exposure. Exactly. Um, it's so beautiful for me to see, like even before we had this conversation, just from like observing you and being your friend whilst you've done this amazing thing, how much it's been like a, le- like a learning process for yeah. you as you do it, but you've done it in such a respectful way to yourself, keeping those boundaries in uh-huh. place and just like you're everyone's always like you, you have to be a, like you have to study and be like perfect or something before you try and, and enact it and that's ridiculous because otherwise we would never do anything but you've really been patient and listened to yourself as you embark on this and that's so beautiful to see what well, i was so amazed at with you and i was like what because we were both going through a really shitty mm. awful time at the same time in different ways yeah kind of similar situations but also very different and i felt at points I was really jealous of you because I thought I was like 
you're recovering from this like way quicker than I am. Yeah. And you're so proactive in what you're doing without like shooting yourself down in the process. Yeah. And I would look at you and it, I was like, oh, I want to be like Gabby. That's oh, amazing. Like, so nice. Thank if, you. If, if you've been through this shitty time and you can like build yourself up not only to who you were before, but but to like who you really are, the truest version of yourself, then I can do it. That's really nice. Thank you, babe. I'm oh, yeah. literally, I genuinely am really proud of myself. Like I, I, you're right. I, I really did take something really horrible and just try and find the best in it. And I think I've, I, I have made myself proud with that. Yeah. I didn't want like that relationship to become like who I am. Yeah. But it's really scary when, like, oh, I was so in that cycle of this is who I am for years of my life. Mm. I can't be anything more than this yeah. because you've told me that you've put me in this box and that's where I exist. It's really scary when you don't know who you are outside of that. Yeah, and that's why I stayed in it for so long because I didn't know what the hell it looked like and I didn't want to fail. Yeah. So I just stayed. And I think that's, do you know what, it, look, in hindsight, like looking back at those things that like, those relationships that, that I had like romantically and with friends that I had at the time, a lot of things that I wanted to do, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't doing because they would be like, oh no, I don't think you should do this. And I don't think you should cut your hair short. Mm. You're going to look too butch or yeah. Or like, oh, I don't think you should get loads of tattoos and stuff. Again, you're going to look too butch. Oh, I don't think you should do drag. Like what God about your I look butch. Yeah, God forbid I look <laughs> fucking sexy. <laughs> but like also like, oh, don't do this. Like what about your career? Because obviously I work in a corporate environment and stuff. I think once I lost those, I was like, okay, yeah. Now, oh my God, I've never felt such freedom. Yeah. And I think that's why I felt These so shackles positive. Are free. Honestly, I think that's why I took that as such a po- positive outlook. Because I was like, oh, I literally have no one now in my life that is going to stop me. <laughs> so yeah. I can do and be whoever I want. Yeah. And when I did that, the amount of people, honestly, I used to think it was really cliche when I'd read stuff like you attract the people where you are in the stage of your life. Yeah. And oh my God, it's... You become magnetic. It, it's so true. Soon as I started being myself, soon as I, you know, did everything that made me happy, the amount of people I've met in my life who are just the perfect people I've ever met, mm. my relationships and friendships have been the best, and it's because I've attracted people mm. who are on my level now. Yeah. You've raised the fucking bar. I did raise the bar yeah. myself. I love but that. But I, I always say to my friends, my bar, from being non-existent before, is now, like, on the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, it's on the roof. Yeah. And I will not accept I will not let you anything lower than that. Make a fool of me now. No. <laughs> it's so true. And also with relationships, like, I think I was just in the mindset for so long that a relationship should consume you. Yeah. And you should... It should be your entire world. It should be your entire world. Exactly. And that, you know, it should be your sole focus in life. And I think once you get into a healthy relationship, mm. you actually realise how freeing again it can be being in a relationship with someone who just wants to support you and champion you but not in a way where it's control but that's such a foreign concept to me like oh my God, same, i've never experienced anything other than that <laughs> yeah same. and now i'm like oh but i don't owe you anything no you don't owe me anything we're just two people that are on we're just like a, as my as elena says we're just a sack of bones with a brain the only person that you owe is yourself exactly and i think when you have that I think again it's like it comes from this like respect of within like Mm. when you start respecting yourself as a person Mm. because we spend so much of our life like loving some other people more than yourself and giving them so much respect like why are we not doing that to ourselves I know I don't think you can control anything I think the only thing you can control is how you react to things absolutely and that's even that's really hard (laughs) we are just so (laughs) hard 
It's a learning process. We're still learning. We haven't figured it all out. It will be we've f- done the rest of my life. Good. I'll be learning yeah. and fucking up. And yeah, but we've done pretty good. And I we think... Ha- in a very short space of time. People who... Which is, like, honestly, like, I thought I'd be so much more resentful. I'd be so much more angry yeah, at me the too. world after what we've been... Like, both of us have been through. Like, yeah. you would think that we would be... Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I've been absolutely furious yeah. and so angry and, like, deeply hurt. But also... That's not me. No, it's not me. Either. And you don't have to, you don't have to react that way. No, you can just let it go. Yeah, you can't just be like you just know. Just want to move on. Yeah, exactly. I think I also the older I get, the more I realize genuinely how short life can be, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want me to cry over someone or people who couldn't give a shit about me. Yeah. So why am I doing it? Yeah. We're it not is. promoting toxic positivity either. No, no. We just are positive people. You have to uh, hold yourself to account. I, you know, being in a non-monogamous relationship as well, like, I thought I've done a lot of, like, working out who I am, Mm. and, you know, I'm so positive, I'm so blah, 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 and then you go through non-monogamy, and you actually face so many things that you have to work through it all the time. Yeah, and you probably never faced before. Completely. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that, like, you have to face your fears all the time, and you also have to question yourself, like, who do you want to be, Mm. and who do you want you know, not for other people, for yourself. Yeah. I'm not someone who's sad all the time. I, and I, you know, I, not that I want to be, but it's like some pe- sometimes people are like, well, you know, you have to feel this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just, I deal with things by looking at the bright side of things. Yeah. Okay, light-hearted question to try and end the podcast. Yeah. Obviously, I like music. What have you been listening to? Like, oh what, my God. what makes you feel fucking great? Do you know what? I actually, I'm a sucker for sad music. I love sad music, even when I'm feeling really it's great. It's great to wallow I in the song. I love sad music. In general, I just like, I, I like poetry and I like lyrics. Mm. So I like songs that make me feel things, obviously. Yeah. I think one of the biggest bands that we connected over was Cigarettes After Sex. Yeah. We both love that. We great, great album and great band. <laughs> Some lyrics are creepy. Like what? Which one? I can't think of it now. I was I was on a long car journey from France in t- 2019 and I just put on the whole album to sleep to. Yeah. And then I kept on waking up being like, this guy's a bit of a pervert. <laughs> but maybe in like a sexy voyeuristic no, way. No, no, I, I get what you, I do get what you mean. Sometimes it can be a bit like, oh, okay, Yeah, I was cool. like, hmm, are you watching her from the shadows? <laughs> anyway, yeah, but well, yeah. Well, for me, the, this, I mean, I've listened to a lot of Steve Lacey at the moment. Yes. Oh, that album. It's a very good album. Phenomenal. A lot of Matt DiMarco. I know that could be a bit problematic sometimes. People are not always the biggest fans of him. Mm-hmm. But I really like Matt DiMarco. That's okay. Um, and The Nationals. God, mm. I'm such an emo. <laughs> yeah. You're an indie kid. I l- I'm, I'm an indie kid through and through. Yeah. I love, I love bands. Amazing. Yeah. Love and bands. also this other artist. I don't know if you've heard of her before, but she's fantastic. Wild. <laughs> Um, no. Yeah, great music. You should check her out. I think I'll leave that one, I think. Thank you so much for talking to me. Of course. It's such a pleasure. Do you want to plug yourself? Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, Please go and follow me on Drag Poor Bollywood on Instagram. And yeah, there'll be new show details on there soon. Uh, I think I'm going to do more shows in Jan. Like I said, I'm going to try and do my... Put on my own shows and also... If you are someone who wants to try out drag, mm. get in touch because I would love to put more new faces on the lineups and get more people so we're not the same 10 people doing shows <laughs> over and over again. So that would be nice. And I will put your handles and like contact in the yeah. in the 
bottom bit of this. Thank cool. you. Thank you Thank so you, much. Anna. My pleasure. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Wow, first show in the bag. That wasn't too scary. Thank you so much for listening and thank you, Gabby, again for coming on and having such an honest conversation with me. I felt very, very warm and fuzzy after I left the house, after we recorded that. Um, If you want to know more about Paul Bollywood, if you want to know more about drag, then please follow the links in the show notes. There are some little bits of information for you if you want to investigate. And hopefully this is a diving board for conversation and exploration into the fields that we'll be talking about so come and join us again next week for some more riveting conversation yeah stay safe peace and love